0: symbol of excellence in sports entertainment the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling
1: podcast production People are very fortunate because you're about to hear some words of wisdom from the king. King, tell me, and the people, what is your opinion of the average working fan? The average working fan should take a bath. And what is your opinion of your upcoming opponents, the likes of Santana, the Hulk Hogans, the rest of them? They would love, dearly love, to be king for just one day. Do you see any other wrestler out there ever becoming the king? Anybody ever wearing that crown? There's not a man on the face of God's green earth other than myself that's worthy of wearing this crown. Would you ever consider signing an autograph for a fan? An autograph? I didn't mean to insult you. I'm just giving a question out hypothetically to the poor humanoids out there. I think that answer goes well enough. One more important question. How long are you going to be king? Forever. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard from
2: the king. Hello and welcome to the Hogan Era podcast, a part of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. I'm your host, J.P. John Paz, And, of course, the Hogan Era is all about the golden era of professional wrestling, the best era, and that is from 1984 to 1993 in the World Wrestling Federation, which was dominated by the Hulkster. And of course, the Hulkster turned that WWF, that wrestling company, into an absolute billion-dollar giant that it is today. Without Hogan, there would be no Vince. And without Vince, there would be no billion-dollar WWF, WWE company that there is today. And as far as the Hogan era is concerned, we're discussing a lot of the legendary and great feuds that the Hulkster had all in those 10 years, that decade of dominance from the Hulkster. And we're wandering through them basically one feud at a time. We've talked about Andre the Giant. We've talked about Kamala. We've talked about Macho Man. We've talked about so many different guys. King Kong, Bundy, Jake the Snake Roberts last week, One Man Gang, Dr. D, David Schultz, Terry Funk. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on for the Hulkster. One feud that we didn't talk to that kind of falls into the Terry Funk, former NWA world champion bucket, is with the king himself harley race with harley race and him being in the wbf it's just really interesting because obviously former nwa world champion many times over eight time nwa world heavyweight champion absolute legend in the history of the business but when he gets to the wbf it's kind of towards the end of his run he's really you know winding it down no longer nwa champion hadn't been since 83 so i mean it's one of those things where He's really kind of winding down the career, really headed closer to retirement, but not done yet as he's going to have a three-year run in the WWF starting in 1986. And of course, if you're in the WWF, you're going to want to have that big money feud with the Hulkster. And as far as that's concerned, we'll get into that just in a second, but just to kind of start it off when handsome Harley race first comes in the WWF before he becomes The king, he is managed by his longtime close personal friend, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Of course, he's got that bleach blonde hair. And at this time, they're not recognizing him as former NWA champion. This time in WWF, they ignored your past history. It's an interesting kind of concept, interesting idea. They basically pretend whatever you did in your previous life, in your previous world of being a professional wrestler, that it didn't exist. So they're not really recognizing him as this huge legend and this man with this awesome wrestling pedigree. And they're not going to mention that he's the NWA champion, but instead they have him win a King of the Ring tournament where then they have a coronation ceremony. And then he's referred to as King Harley Race. So it's funny because before that, you know, he's the greatest wrestler on God's green earth. Basically, somewhat of royalty, he's basically a former king in his own right, just because he's a former NWA champion, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. But WWF kind of ignores all that, and you don't really see a lot of that's interesting. And and you kind of agree it's to an extent with that kind of mindset, but then in, in another mindset's like, nah, you can't ignore what's going on in the rest of the world, people aren't that dumb. I know a lot of the casual fans may have not known and stuff like that, but a lot of fans know maybe. Now, especially nowadays, you'd never be able to get rid of that because everybody knows. But, I mean, that was their attitude. They were the kings of the castle, king of the hill. And if you did something else in a smaller place, they weren't going to recognize it, unfortunately. I think it's a mistake, but it's just what what they did. So really, when Harley Race wins the royal crown and and the cape, they had a nice little uh, ceremony for him. After Race wins the match, he does the the bow and kneel before him, like you should before a king. Usually, Heenan would assist the defeated opponent with the bow and the kneel by grabbing the opponent by the hair and, you know, most notably kind of forcing them to bow to Harley Race. Typical heel fashion, you know, you bow to the king, and then Heenan is kind of like the court jester there and helping him or the hand to the king, and he's really helping Harley Race get the respect that he is due for him. Really, his big notable feud was with Junkyard Dog, and that culminated in a match at WrestleMania 3, of course, at the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, Michigan. Harley Race cleanly gets the win over JYD after the belly-to-belly suplex. JYD, of course, is required after the match to bow to Harley Race as the winner. After he bowed, Race got up, and JYD attacked Race before leaving the King's Cape on himself and stand, leaving to a standing ovation. Pretty great stuff, if you remember that. He puts on the cape. He looks uh, you know, hilarious in, in the king's gear, if, if you will. But it's just one of those things where very memorable moment. Race gets to win, but JYD gets kind of like the last laugh. Good stuff there, of course, WrestleMania three. But this is more of the Hogan era, and of course we're talking about Hulkster versus Harley Race. That feud is great, but really, if you think about it, May have started well before Harley got in the ring. There was an incident many, many moons ago, many years ago, a few years before he got into the Harley got into the WWF, and Hogan and Vince and the WWF were trying to run the St. Louis territory, and Harley Race wasn't having it. He was not happy about it. He went to one of those shows. He confronted Hogan. He Harley Race supposedly pulled a gun on Hogan. Both of them have told the story where basically. He didn't threaten to kill him, but he kind of kind of did by having a gun and pointing it to him and, and pulling a gun. So anytime you kind of pull a gun on somebody, you know, you mean business and it's pretty serious stuff. And uh, not that he threatened to kill him or anything, but you can kind of assume that's kind of what he was going for. Hey, you don't take money off my plate, my family's plate. I don't know what you and Vince are up to, but this is my territory. And at that point, WWF was going for global domination. So they were really trying to take over the St. Louis territory and everywhere around it. So, you know, Hogan's just doing his job, doing his thing. But I think um, message sent, message delivered as Ray's kind of, you know, scared Hogan a bit. I mean, Hogan's probably thinking, holy shit, this legit tough guy who can kick most of the locker room's ass and maybe even my ass is just pulling a gun on me like a psycho. And uh, (laughs) maybe I need to be weary and maybe need to be worried, but it's really a message sent to Vince and definitely a message Delivered, so I kind of want to mention that obviously because that is a big part of the story between the Hulkster and Harley race. But let's just backtrack and say, or see where he makes his debut in the WWF. All the way back, if you think about it, in 1963, was his first ever match in the uh, WWF and that was him when he was doing the great Wartimer gimmick he defeated the magnificent maurice that was at madison square garden like i said all the back in 1963 his next appearance for the wwf is really not until you say 1978 pretty much and he had some world title matches against bob Backlund. of course went to they both went to time limit draws they had matches down in florida for the WWF title and the NWA title. They went to draws. Obviously, Vince McMahon Sr. had a great relationship with the NWA, being one of the board members. And, you know, he would bring in guys occasionally. Like Harley Race would end up defending the NWA world title three different occasions at Madison Square Garden in 1978 and then 1979 as well. He beat Tony Gray, beat Steve Travis, and, of course, he defeated Dusty Rhodes in a legendary match by referee's decision. He would go on to win a bunch of other matches in 1980. And in 1980, on the MSG Network, Madison Square Garden, September 22nd, Bob Backlund defeated Harley Race by a DQ 35-minute match, and that was an NWA slash WBF world title match. They'd have a rematch in St. Louis and Harley race would then defeat back on two out of three falls with one of the falls was by DQ. So yes, the race wins, but he does not win the WWF title. That matches at the Keel auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri on 11, seven, 1980. Then let's fast forward to 1986, five, four, 1986 to be exact. King Harley race defeats S. D. I. Jones, prime time wrestling, 64 dark match, Maple leaf gardens in Toronto, Canada. Then in Brantford, Ontario, Canada, the next night on WBF All-Star Wrestling, Harley Race really makes his his debut that wasn't a dark match in defeating Nelson Velo. Of course, he goes on and he's got a bunch of other matches and a bunch of other wins before getting to the King of the Ring in 1986, which was on 7 86 in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The real thing, if you think about it, it's like, okay, Harley's going to have a pretty damn good run in a, a big-time winning streak going on. And, of course, like I mentioned, he defeats Billy Jack Haynes, defeats George Steele, and then in the finals defeats Pedro Morales and becomes the king of the ring in 86, thus becoming King Harley Race. Then finally gets recognized as that. And I feel like much deserved, definitely one of those things where – you're a king, you're a legend, you're an NWA champion. You deserve better than them kind of ignoring your history. So how do you kind of give him some some gimmick really, but give him something to make him more grandiose, make it more important back when being a king kind of meant something in WB. and thus you have King Harley Race and that gimmick. They also have another tournament, the Sam Mushnick Memorial Tournament held on 8-29-1986. Again, another eight-man tournament. Harley Race defeats B. Brian Blair in the first round, Junkyard Dog in the second round, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in the finals. He would go on and have a ton more wins through 1986. Kind of a dominant run that starts his feud slowly but surely with the Junkyard Dog, like I mentioned. The first match with the Hulkster really starting their feud was 11-24-1986. Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper defeated King Harley Race and Paul Ohrendorf. Great match. At MSG, man, legendary guys in that ring. Think about that tag match. Well, first of all, Hogan and Piper teaming, but Race and Wondorf as a team. Wow, great heels there. They'd have uh, the same match a few uh, weeks later at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona. Hogan and Piper defeat Race and Wondorf there, again this time by DQ. As you're kind of going through their history and, and really looking at it, it's like, man, Race and Hogan had a ton of matches in a little bit in 86 where it started mostly 87. And then they finish up their feud in 88. They basically had 30 matches or so, but it's crazy to think like, wow, that feud lasted for months and a long time. And they were having steel cage matches and Texas death matches, and they were really going all at it. And it it was one of those things where I love it because it's one of those intermediary feuds. Maybe if you weren't following the shows closely. If you weren't following the house shows, maybe you wouldn't even realize that the two were feuding, but man, they were feuding all over the place and 87, they were making big time business and they'd have follow-ups where they'd come back to the same place. And then they sell it out again. Race would one up Hogan. And then on the next show, Hogan would get the victory. It was really awesome stuff. Just love this feud. It's one of those feuds where it's pretty much underappreciated, just like the Terry Funk feud, because it wasn't on tv it's not on pay-per-view it's not the andre the giant feud that's going on at the same time so it's almost widely forgotten it wasn't the orndor feud either it was going on a little bit before it either so you needed the house show feuds. i explain this every week but you need the house show feud they were making the money that's where the money lied you got to do that and hogan's the cash cow so he's feuding with a ton of guys all at the same time, he's actually feuding with one man gang and Killer Khan the same time. He's feuding with Andre, a little bit of Orndorff. It's absolutely amazing that they're trying out this Jake Roberts feud. I mean, Hogan is just the cash cow. I mean, just the king here, and not not to say that Harley isn't, but it's just that he is the guy that it's, it's he's making all the monies here, making all the towns, feuding with all these other guys, selling out the buildings just unbelievable what the Hulkster was able to do at this point in time. So the first real one-on-one match between the two was for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Hulk Hogan defeats Harley Race in about nine minutes on Nesson 5 to 1987 from the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Then Hogan defeats him in Richfield, Ohio. Then on the Prism Network, so if you're in the Philly area, you're lucky you've seen this on TV. Hogan defeats King Harley Race from the Philly Spectrum in Philly. In nine minutes. Then they have a match in Anaheim, California, and San Diego. Hogan's win in there. Arco Arena in Sacramento. Hogan's win in there. Maple Leafs Gardens. Hogan is winning there. Then they have a big match on the MSG Network 518 1987. Hulk Hogan defeats Harley Race in about eight minutes. Great match there but they kind of tease something and they're setting something up for the future and setting up for the next month when race attacks Hogan. And you're leading into that next month where you want those people in the garden to come back and see the end of this feud. So even though Hogan won, it didn't settle anything and didn't mean as much because you're setting up for the Texas death match the next month, by the way, Hogan defeats King Harley race in Baltimore, Maryland. Then Hogan defeats race on Nesson again in about 10 minutes in a Texas death match. See the return match. They had the match earlier, Again, the Texas Death match is returned. Hogan gets the win again. Still great, awesome feud, and, and just really, really good stuff. Hogan defeats Harley Race in a t- Texas Death Match again. Toronto, Ontario. Hogan defeats Harley Race again in St. Louis. Then they have the big Death Match. 614 1987, which a lot of people have seen, it's all over YouTube. I know a lot of friends of mine that are, you know, in this area that used to watch MSG religiously know this match very, very well. Very, very good stuff. Very different than what you've seen from the Hogan match. You're going to hear it at the end of this episode. We're going to play you the whole thing. Hogan defeats Harley Race in about 10 minutes, Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York. Like I said, six fourteen eighty seven. 87. Awesome Texas death match. Hogan uses the world title belt to. To win, I was about to say cheap, but it's a Texas Death Match. There are no rules, but use it to win, and it's pretty damn cool. He's holding up the belt as he's pinning Harley Race as he's got the leg. It's really cool, really different, definitely a different Hogan match, and he's wearing all white. So it's really, really weird, and it's really different. If you remember that awesome white LJN figure, it's kind of made from that era of Hogan in 87, but the cool stuff there, absolutely love that awesome match. Check that out on YouTube when you get the chance. They have another Texas Death Match in columbus ohio then hogan defeats him in a steel cage match in kansas city missouri then they have a dark match in indianapolis hogan defeats race there they have a pretty cool tag match hogan and kent patero defeated hercules and king harley race with bobby heenan at the louisville gardens in louisville kentucky on 6 24 87 87 hogan defeats harley race in about 10 minutes in st louis then at the kemp arena in kansas city they have a double countout which is interesting there because you're really setting up the return in two months on uh, nine seventeen eighty seven 87 when they have a steel cage match, and Hogan defeats Harley Race there. Hogan defeats Harley Race in Huntsville, Alabama. Hogan will defeat Harley Race in Dallas, Texas. And then here we go, Mega Powers, baby. Hogan, Savage, and Duggan defeat the Heenan family of King Harley Race, King Kong Bundy, And Rick Rude, awesome match. That's from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on 11-10-87. Epic guys in that confrontation. And then, of course, match that a lot of people are definitely familiar with. 3-7, 1988, WWF Saturday Night's Main Event, number 15, from the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. Hulk Hogan defeats King Harley Race in a great match. Goes about 7 minutes, 30 seconds. Man, great stuff, great feud. If you haven't seen this stuff, I highly recommend you checking it out. It's something very, very different from the Hulkster. As he would have a lot of bloody brawls, he'd have a lot of wild matches. Really awesome stuff. You will love it, I guarantee. If you'd like the David Schultz stuff, like the funk stuff, the Piper stuff, you're really, really gonna enjoy this because it's definitely Hogan in a different element and totally a totally different game. I mean, the the match in 88 that was really aired 31288 is very on hogan like it's a crazy brawl but it's a great match i love it and it's definitely one of those things where it's different for the hogan era so it really makes it stand out in my view and really makes me enjoy it even further so with harley race after that feud he really you know he's still in the wf for quite a period of time it's interesting to see how long he He's really there 86 well the end of 86 87 88 and The beginning of 89 is kind of where he's at about to leave and he's out of there. His last match, of course, is WBF Royal Rumble 1989 from the summit in Houston, Texas, where King Haku defeats Harley Race in nine minutes. Of course, that was a big feud for the crown before that. But it's just really interesting that that was his last match, his last hurrah, putting up, um, putting over Haku two of the most legit tough guys ever in the business have a pretty damn good and pretty damn memorable match at Royal Rumble 89. I love Rumble 89 all around. Great, great show. Of course, you know, he was a part of survivor series, part of WrestleMania. He's part of many, many different shows, Royal Rumble in 88 as well, the inaugural. So, I mean, he, he did play a big role. He did play a big part in the WBF, albeit much more towards the mid card, upper mid card. But of course he did have that main event feud with Hulk Hogan put over guys like the ultimate warrior on the way out. Like I mentioned Haku. So he really did have a great role. Of course, the battle Royal in WrestleMania four, who could forget that one by bad news Brown, but he did so many good things in the WWF, and really it's one of those things where it was almost like a passing of the torch where the one old NWA guard, the, the dominant generation before handed over to Hogan and the Hogan era And then, of course, he puts over Haku on the way out as well. So Hogan versus Harley Race, awesome feud. Lasted basically a full year, if you think about it, from the end of 86 to the beginning of 88. Great stuff. Love it. Go out of your way to see those matches. They're different than anything you've seen before from the Hulkster. So let's head towards the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. You can check out the website, tmptempire.com. And, of course, Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash tmptempire.com. For anybody out there who wants to make some suggestions, you can hit me up on the DMs. Anything you want to, me to cover on the show, if you want to become a guest on the show, and you have some history with the Hulkster, please let me know. I'd love to have you on. I'd love to talk all things Hulk Hogan and the Hulk Hogan era, the greatest era ever in the history of the wrestling business. So that's it this week for the Hogan era. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. We'll see you right back here next week for the Hogan era two-man power trip where the power lies brother
0: so the pictures description and accounts of this event including the imposition of a charge for viewing the program without the express written consent of Madison Square Garden Productions Inc. is definitely prohibited well done that that applies to all foreign countries as well (laughs) you said that so nicely it was like shakespeare boy we're waiting here impatiently waiting as we are waiting the world's heavyweight champion a hulk hogan in a very unique kind of match ladies and gentlemen in just a moment
1: we will have the match in which the world wrestling federation heavyweight championship will be on the line. This match will be contested under Texas death rules. It is a no-holds-barred contest. No count-out, no disqualification, no time limit, no stopping the match for cuts, or for any reason whatsoever. This match will continue until there is a positive victor. Now I address the gentlemen and ladies around the ringside barrier. For those of you who are in this barrier at this time, you must now vacate the area immediately or stay at your own peril.
0: Well, our rougher, uh, ring announcer, Howard Finkel, making it clear to everyone if they're inside the and barricade now, and area. It's at their own risk. Inside, the at their own risk. I'd, he wouldn't have to ask me twice if I was in that area, and I'm not too happy about where I am at the moment. will be ringside by his manager, Bobby
1: the Brain Heater. He is from Kansas City, weighing 255 pounds.
0: Brain Louise O'Heenan. What a golden opportunity for these two individuals. Highly unlikely that you will ever see in a lifetime a match for the world's heavyweight title contested in this manner, Texas death match, where the rules are there are no rules. Absolutely. And you know, I have to say this. In my book, Race is a heavily favored uh, person to win this because he's wrestled this way many, many times. He's tough. He's durable, he's hard, and he can certainly dish it out. And if there's no rules, he's brutal. Well, the Hulkster was so determined, that he said if he did not beat this man and beat him convincingly, he would quit professional wrestling. That's kind of a strong statement. That is a very, very strong statement, and that can only show how confident the champion is in his ability.
1: I think it would be appropriate now if everybody stood and rise show proper respect to the King Harley Race. This thing on, maybe you didn't hear me, I said, get up off your chairs and show some respect to the King.
0: I don't see too many standing, Alfred. Well, he asked. He asked them if at they would stand the and rise. World. You are already <laughs> rising when you standing yeah. up there. That's a peculiar combination. Maybe Here's means the to float away or something.
1: <laughs> now they're now they're down. Down.
0: the greatest professional athlete in the world today. The Holster makes his way down. The brain fails out immediately. Oh, we're underway. Oh, the Holster just dumped him upside down. Talk about some place coming unglued. Madison Square Garden has just come unglued. And obviously, Hogan was ready for race because as he came into ring, he had something especially in store for race They're outside on the 4 now I don't think for one moment that they really had to put the ring up for this one He's taking him down the aisle there to give him that blinds to Now into the steel railing and now back inside the ring The champion wants everybody to see what he's going to do to race because he's taken him inside the ring Look in at his clothesline wow. Using his t-shirt Off the ropes again Another clothesline. he had reached forward then to take hold of the sled and try and trip him, but the champion was much too quick. Referee could just go stand in a corner somewhere, because he doesn't really have anything to do. <laughs> He's even shoving the referee around. Well, he, he knows there's won. no disqualification. Think chop. Wow. Harley just managed to hang on to that top rope as the king is in deep trouble already the brain was going around there to do some rescuing but changed his mind in a hurry changed it very very quickly indeed and right in these opening moments we've seen the champion really administering punishment to race and i don't know how long he's going to stand up oh Oh. just rammed him into the telephone here at our broadcast table right between the eyes is there anything anyone can do about it? No, and I don't think anything's going to be safer to Hogan. Anything he sees, he's going to run race into. And he's going to run him into the ring and the barrier and chairs. And you, even you and I, Gorilla, because here he is. That's up to. face from this area. I can't from this vantage point either. It's so exciting here that I can't get the words out, Gorilla. Oh, look at that cheap shot. Went downstairs with a kick. We said there were no rules, Gorilla. Well, there aren't any. And there's nothing the referee can do about that. No disqualifications, no countouts, no time limit and submissions count. That really took the champion by surprise there. He didn't expect that. I don't care how big and bad you are, that'll drop anybody. As I said before, some of the favor is weighted for race here because he is used to this type of a fight. Sort of pure six brawl. Going to work now the reigning monarch here in the world wrestling federation race is cut over the forehead there but he's taking his time and he'll punish you all the way Race. he'll make you pay. he doesn't waste any any energy at all look, look at out pile driver he nailed the champion with it we could see history being made right here in madison square garden as it could be all over one two what was that close that was really close all the weight of hogan 320 pounds the weight of race nearly 300 pounds came down on hogan's head then with that pile driver and it's a wonder the champion is able to do anything if anything about it headbutt right between the eyes one of the fortes of the king snap merit takes the champion down once again he's setting him up oh he nailed him. another headbutt right to the temple of hogan who's right out here in front of us Oh, right there. on the table. Right on our broadcast this is position. a dangerous situation to be in. Here, Gorilla. Yeah. Howard gave early warning to everybody. Unfortunately, we couldn't take advantage of it. We didn't have any choice of it. No, not whatsoever. And Race is looking better and better all the time. Chad going out from this throng here in the garden. Hogan, look at this. Cut-wrench suplex. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Just tremendous move there One, by race. two. Two is all he could get. As the champion scooted out the back door, his headbutts have taken their toll. That was almost a desperation move by the champion, but he did make it quite with an excess of energy, so he's not beaten yet by any means. Not by a long shot. We've seen the ability that Hulk Hogan has, his recuperative powers. Reversal, no, yes! oh yes! 360 up and out over the top. And did he go over the top? Clean over. Beneath him and Heenan looking very worried indeed. And Heenan better run. He is. He's hightailing it out of there. And the homestead right I after. Coming around our corner right now. He's trapped. The Weasels finally trapped. Look out from behind. Oh. He had the Weasel trapped, but he forgot, unfortunately, about the King. And the champ's in trouble. He is. Race ran his shoulder, his right shoulder into that steel pipe there that is the corner of the ring. And now Race has got a chair, and he's going to belabor him with it. Oh, look at that, with the steel edge. end of it. Rammed it right into his throat. And again into the esophagus. Wow. They are dangerous blows, and span spell the end to the champion's career and tenure as the world champion. Well anything goes as we stated earlier when the whistle blows and it's been that in fact. The brain holding his neck as the champion had a hold of him. Those left handers will jump you every time by race. He's got such a power high risk. given a new lease of life to Hogan, it's really prompted the champion to turn on the pressure. Jack now trying to pull out all the stops, he knows how important this is, big oh there's that big size 15 right in the kisser. Right where Race hit the concrete floor, another damaging blow by the champion. Beautiful shot by a number six camera right over the shoulder of the brain, an atomic drop delivered by the champion. Look at his clothesline. Oh, took it three through the ropes and right over the reef. Well, that was about eight empty chairs there, and he didn't land in any of them. He landed on the concrete. Wow. And when you talk about conditioning, just look at the world champion. He's taken a frightful battering in the beginning of this, but he looks as if he's just come off the tennis court. Great shape as always. And if you're not, the title will be stripped oh! off. Post. how much more can the challenger take into the concrete first and now into the steel post and another chair coming Hulks there behind him nails him with the chair in the back as this one has gone to the runway and the police trying to hold every back, everybody back the brain gasping for breath here obviously very very worried about his man because race not looking at all good well, he stopped the champ getting his tracks. Look at this. Kyle Driver, perhaps on the concrete. Yes. Didn't get his legs quite up in the position he wanted him in, but nevertheless, it was effective. I couldn't tell from this vantage point. This is what it's all about right here the gold being held by the timekeeper. The winner will walk out with it. And it means a whole lot. It looks as if Race is going to be that man because he's got Hulk Hogan out unconscious on his feet. He's throwing him back into the ring so that he can put his shoulders down and pin him for a count of three, which will give him that championship. The Brain with new hope now as his... Oh, look at this. The Brain has got the championship belt. He's on the apron. He's handing it to Harley. No, you haven't won it yet. That's a little premature. He's going to use it as a weapon. Went downstairs with a first shot. He's being a little complacent, race, and well, he might because Look the Chelseaian is he's going out to the going top. top. Another highway. being his way up there, but the king was up steady. Look, he's Ryan really. Belt. The holster is saying, you want it? I'm going to give it to you. Lock at him, psyching himself up. It's almost a war And look oh, at that! Oh, look at it. Good night! It's over! And that Middleton victory! And look at this! Zapping at the brain! And he added a little more to it by zapping the brain. What a title defense! Race gets nailed again, does a 360 out. Back onto the concrete and it profusely. I've seen a lot of matches in my day, but none to compare with this. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Texas Death Match, and still World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion! Giving this man the accolades that he so richly deserves, and you can bet that he'll give him right back. He will, he's a happy, happy man. You're looking at the greatest professional athlete in the world today, the reigning world's heavyweight champion, still keeping an eye on race and on heating as they're still here in ringside. Look at that. Talk about guts. This guy wants to get back in there. Oh, him. He's warming up. He's doing a Dave Winfield there. He certainly is. He's yes. knocking for an out of the park home run. Well, we asked Dave earlier on we get the Hulkster in the lineup. We might just do that. Yes. Look at Hulk Hogan. He accomplished what he set out to achieve, and that was to show that everybody, he is the worthiest of all world champions, I would say, ever in the annals of the World Wrestling Federation wrestling history. Well, just to put the timer on the line in this particular kind of match, Texas Death Rules is unheard of. This guy took a lot on his shoulders just to do that, and now he's giving them exactly what they want. And they love it absolutely a man's man, if ever there was i hate to bust bobby the brains even below but Hulkamania is still alive and running wild and kicking with a vengeance and before it's all over you can bet that he'll thank the man upstairs he always does he never forgets that what a great Talk about we don't have any idols today, nobody to look up to. (laughs) Look at this guy. (laughs) He loves it and they love him. Once again, setting new standards of excellence in that realm that is his, that kingdom that is his. And might well be his for quite some time. Look at the looks on the faces of the people here in Madison Square Garden as they behold the greatest professional athlete in the world today, that gentleman right there. Reigning world's heavyweight champion, there he is. Thank you, the man upstairs, who makes everything possible. There's nobody quite like him, Gorilla. Nobody. Absolutely not. A unique one of a kind. They broke the mold when they put together the Hulkster. He's got his gold and he's leaving this throng here in the garden after a very, I might say, extremely successful title defense. Unbelievable action here in Madison Square Garden.